questions. History. Religion. Grace. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. Join us as we talk about our favorite TV shows and movies and point out grace. With some interesting twists and a little humor. You're listening to Who's Saying Grace. Welcome to Who's Saying Grace. And we are on um, wrapping up the second season um, of The Last Kingdom. But Sarah, first, I want to check in. How's it going? What's What's new in life? I'm feeling the weight of busyness and I'm not, I'm not liking it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if people know, but I'm a nurse. And so coming off of December, I work in the operating room. Well, I do pre-op and recovery. So December is a very, very busy month for us with people trying to get in their last surgeries. So I feel like I'm coming off of a busy season, but yet um, it's still busy. And we had some really, really cold weather, which created some water pipes that froze and broke. And so we had some flooding at our surgery center and we were down some patient rooms and some OR rooms, but we were still trying to do as many surgeries and less amount of rooms. And so finally it's all up back and running well now. So, um, just trying to get back into a normal schedule and then Owen starting school college again, another semester and just trying to get all that squared away with him. It just seems like maybe January is a big change. We come off of that busy season in December and then January, we've got to kind of get back into the schedule, but it's so dark and dreary. I don't know. Indiana is just so dark and dreary in January. Literally, when you said that, some sun, I think it's like slightly trying to speak. I can't, I, I, I mean, we saw it like a few days ago for like 15 minutes. I was drove with my friend and we were going uh, to the thrift shops and to get to find stuff because I love that. And we pull in, it's sunny. I'm like taking my jacket off and I have my sunroof open. And I was like, it's fine. She's like, it's totally fine. It's sunny. Five minutes in, it starts raining and it's cloudy and then it's snowing and it's sideways and it's windy. She's like, good thing you had paper towels in your car. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's gloomy. I need sun. I don't yeah. do well in this. I don't mind the cold. I mean, we always say that as Midwesterners, if it weren't so windy or if it weren't so, if it weren't so, if the sun were out. <laughs> and I love snow. I absolutely love cold weather and snow and sitting by a fire. So I would never, I, I would never give that up. I love yeah. it. Um, but I do, I love the sun. There's something about just that we have so much shorter days and yeah. it just gets dreary, but I, Love, um, I think you said this, or you, somebody had talked about how we make all these new year's resolutions and it's like the beginning of, or starting something new, but really January and February, I love that you said it should be a time of rest and reflection. Yeah. So that fits better with this kind of gloomy, like we're all inside and sitting by the fire with a warm mug. And it makes me feel like I just want to be still and be mindful and reflect on the last what year. What just happened? <laughs> yeah, we get like a, a week 
to reflect on the entire year, I'm, I need a couple of months to reflect on the year because I I've really got to think about what that, what last year was like for me and then what I want the next year to be like. And then I'm not ready to really start my new year's resolutions probably till April. I know like, okay. So you just said all these things that you said, I love, like you were talking about the surgery center. And then you, you can have two sides of that. You can go, oh my gosh, they're trying to do the same amount of stuff with less, um, resources. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is that safe? But then I'm like, how cool is humanity that with less resources, what you can get done. So you go, everything has two sides and it's never black and white, but, and then, you know, Ellen going to college, I know there's things behind that. And we were just talking about how, like, how do people do this in certain ways if they don't have support and somebody with them to walk them through? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was easier when we were younger, but it seems complicated or if I was just lucky because my parents helped so much, but it felt very, um, there was like instructions and it felt, I just feel like it's chaos. And so it's bringing me to my point of what you were just talking about. We as a society have set up all these things, right? Our health system, our education system, our religion, our politics, what we've decided collectively, like there's no like overruling law. Like it's Mm -hmm. so, I mean, like we can, we, you and I can come from a um, Christian like, uh, stay with me here. We can come with the Christian center and we're, we, so we might see the world a little differently. Like all these systems that are in place. I'm like, none of this matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I can, but on the other side, I get irritated with it because I'm here and I'm enduring it, but this is such a short time, but I laugh at us. And I think God, I mean, if God were a person, I just see him being like, Oh, sweethearts. Oh, look at you running around trying to make money and do this and do that. And like, we have this beautiful world and how we decided who, I mean, how did we decide the first time let's build houses, but I can get really deep and think about this stuff. And it's like, we're, we've decided eating to get like eating is a survival thing. We've decided to make it social, but we don't make other things social that are survival things, or I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, why don't we have houses where we have 20 people living together? They did at one point. Yeah. And or, just know, helping each other out. and Yeah. Or just anything that we've decided. Let's rush around. And you have to go to this yeah. building and you have to learn from these other people who are just hu- flawed humans as well. That because, But we've decided they're the experts on this. So then you get this piece of paper that says, now you're an expert. Oh. <laughs> Versus apprenticeships or trays mm-hmm. or all those things from before, you know, we're going to collectively throw all these people in a room together. We're going to say the same things to them that we believe anyway. Okay. I'm getting way too off, yeah, but anyway, big rabbit trail, but yeah, systems, we, systems, systems, systems. silly little humans or silly little humans. That's all. So I again, know. let's just kind of step back and mindfully look at why we do what we do and get perspective okay. on the that really matter. Yeah. Why do we do what we do? Um, so kind of saying before that season, we're on season two and we're on the last episode, episode eight. And we are kind of feeling, we want to hear from you as well, if you're feeling the same way, but not that it's monotonous, but it's kind of, you know, we went into this at the beginning of our podcast, not really knowing, I mean, we, we knew what we wanted to do. We wanted to talk about grace and we wanted to do it in a fun way. And now we're to this point where we're like, okay, we've done what, 16, I mean, it'd be, I mean, we've done more than 16 episodes, but I think there's season one was eight episodes as well. 
So we've done, you know, 16 of these and it becomes very niche, 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 niche. <laughs> anyway, it's become like that because it's very, you know, last kingdom fans. So I'd like to, you know, find out what you all are thinking. We'd like to broaden and start to use some other shows. And we just posted the last episode was with a friend, which was great to have an, another additional person on. So we we're kind of ready to go a little bit different with this and we're going to still, we're going to finish through the last kingdom, but we might watch like a few episodes and maybe we might have one that didn't really something huge in it stand out. So we may not talk about it, but we may say, oh, season three, episode five. This is so amazing. We got to talk about this. We really haven't talked about that. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? If, um, you know, if there's somebody listening that has a story to tell, they'd like to talk about some church trauma, or they'd like to kind of talk about their spiritual journey, we'd love to have you on. So please, you know, reach out to us on Instagram or at our Gmail and let us know. We would love to um, interview you. Or maybe something in pop culture caught your eye that you want to talk about too. Kind of like how we've found, you know, I know. What other show? Was it Schitt's Creek that you were? thinking yeah yeah which I mean think about talking about religion with Schitt's Creek it doesn't seem like you could and and I think you and I've heard from people commenting or just in passing and talking they're like when I watched the last kingdom I did not even see that religious part I was watching I saw battles and love relationship and didn't maybe a little bit of the religion but not how we saw it so I think it's fun that you can find it everywhere yeah because it's people with a purpose people looking for identity people you know so you can pull that out uh there's a great episode in outlander that i can't wait to talk about too so yeah so let us know if you have um shows that you think would be great to talk about or topics uh we'd love to hear what you're thinking yeah so So here we go i wanted i love how the show this this episode opens it like gives us kind of a place to start because they're all on horseback riding and I think it's father Pierleg 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 yeah Yeah. he says and I'm going to read this just make sure I say it he's asking um what binds a man to the land because they're watching these workers on the side of the road and they all start shouting out answers conditions that they're working in is terrible it's like they don't even have machinery like we have today that makes tilling the land easier. I mean, if you think about how these people lived back in the early, you know, start of the U.S. and, you know, the pioneers, whatever, the people in other countries that started with no electricity, no engines, you know, none of that stuff, they had to do everything by hand that's exhausting. I I can't even imagine trying to get up every morning and figure out how you're going to cook your food without a microwave. Your food. We're so spoiled. So spoiled. It's why we like, it's why we keep making things to do because we've, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, how we've evolved, but I'm not going to go down that one. Yeah. So of course, baby monk, they laugh because he's like, of course he knows the answer you know, and they always give baby monk a hard time, but he says love. And he's like, yeah, 
it's so powerful. And then the next quote was from wretch to warrior, love gives a man strength often at the cost of his mind. And I think that just sets us up for what this episode is about to be about. Like, what, what are you sacrificing for love? What are you not, what are you not thinking about? Because you're so, you know, one track mind of love. I love this person, or I love this. I love whatever it is, you get so focused in on that, that you, Um, the wisdom may not be. Yeah. Remy wants to chime in. Yeah, he does. He's going to start bugging me, but I, (laughs) I think even from other episodes there, it has always been this, um, background theme of people do things for love and land or wealth and power or like authority so it's the land or money mm-hmm. love and then power or authority so that's that's kind of what drives people and that's what really people okay, wait, dive into that with me like you said land and money and powers what drives what about, how is that how's that tied to a person so like, let's take, let's take, um, we all know in this episode that, um, Ethel Flood gets kidnapped and that's what we're opening. You know, she's been kidnapped. They got to go find her and Alfred's doing everything he can. They spin it as she is Wessex. So we have to be careful. And then Uhtred's doing it for a love for her, you know, his motivation in this. And then Eric loves her. How, and then she loves Eric. How does that, how's that power land in money is can it be a person too or do you does that eventually get back to power land no I think maybe I'm can just say more so I can misunderstood so some people are all about just love and mm-hmm. who they you know that's what I think Ethel Flood and Eric they don't okay. care about the money and the wealth and the power they're driven by love Whereas another person is driven by power. They don't care about love. They don't care about anybody else or anything else. It's about having power. And then maybe somebody else, like you think about Uhtred, Uhtred is all about his land, his wealth yeah, and kind of some power, but then he also gets pulled by love. So, and you could have love of power and love of land and love of money. So those, I just think those are the three big things that most people are driven by. Okay. Love, power, and money is what you're Yeah. Thinking. Maybe not all at the same time. Okay. But maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I just missed what you said about the, the, the love was included in this. So I'm, I'm with you now. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Those things cause people to do things that they wouldn't, they would go to an extreme. Yeah. So you have these men that are working these fields they're doing it because of this, this maybe background thinking that, okay, if I do this, I'm going to get land. I'm eventually going to get land for myself. I'm doing this for that, or, you know, they're doing it, um, for power. Um, you know, that survival, a lot of just survival too. Um, I just think, okay, so I, I think there's, um, basically, kind of who I said, like, I think this has got Eric. Well, if you, you're right. Cause if you look at Eric's brother, he was about power and money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then you've got Eric going for love. Like they both see Ethel flood differently. He sees her, you know, as not a meal ticket 
he loves her. Right. And, and so the two of them are going at this differently than Alfred and um, Ada are sort of at, you know, even though Alfred's presenting this as king, we've got and his daughter. Yeah. Which is driving him. The love for his daughter really is driving him, but also he's got to worry about the power. He's got to keep his power. So which one comes first when Ada comes in and goes, hey, you're going to take all their money because you have that one guy, that one scene where that guy comes in and he's like, this is my, he's giving you all he has. And now right. what's he going to do? And and then we're going to get attacked by these Vikings anyway. And now you're going to ask him to go fight with his, you know, the things that you're asking him to risk everything for you. But, and I, I like too, in some of the ways when um, Uhtred kind of tells them how to motivate the men, isn't that in this episode where Uhtred tells Alfred how to motivate the men right before they go into battle that um, don't talk about, I don't know if he says, don't talk about religion or don't talk about you, talk about what they will gain from this, you know, give them something huge for themselves to fight for. Yeah. So, which that's probably got to be still happening in modern day. Oh yeah. It just gets, you know, you can get so political with all of that, but I think we go back to what is, um, what, what are all these people's purpose for what they're doing right now and how are they manipulating situations? Right you know, each person. So Ethelfled is in this horrible relationship with Ethelred. Making sure I'm saying yes. all the Ethel's right. Ethelfled is actually married to Ethelred. Right. Who's not a good guy. Yeah. Um, and so. And he's a horrible Christian man. Yeah. And yet she's with this heathen man, Eric, now who she has found tenderness and you know, a truer love because I think they really respect and trust each other. They've grown to respect and trust each other. Yeah. You were kind of talking about that. You, I think you should dive into that deeper right now. Um, I think, and I think we have mentioned in a couple episodes past about being unequally yoked. Christians will talk about how you don't want to get in a relationship with someone who's in a different religion because then you're unequally yoked. And can so do you, here, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say for our purposes, do you know where that is in the Bible and where that's pulling from? Cause it's definitely old Testament. I don't know that I can maybe tell you can the, put that. Maybe we could put that in our show notes just to, because this is one of those things where with grace, we, that's not, that's not a thing anymore to be evenly yoked and where, so you start going. So right now, here I am. I'm like, I've heard that phrase, definitely been told that why. And instead of just taking somebody's word for it and saying, you need to be evenly yoked, let's go look in the Bible and find where it says that maybe you can even Google it and then look at, but where it says that what's the context around it, what was happening at the time of why that needed to be that, and why maybe is that, you know, not a thing? So, well, actually in what some people call the New Testament, I would not call this book a New Testament book. This is actually one of Paul's books in the body of Christ. In okay. 2 
second Corinthians six. Sorry, I'm going to even, sorry, take you back even more. So in grace doctrine, can you say that about, um, so is there no old Testament, new Testament? Do we kind of go body of Christ? So So everything is in, as I've done some different stuff, I would say, or believe that there are three different divisions in the Bible on a very basic level where most people would only say there's two divisions in the Bible. You have your old Testament and new Testament. I would say there's actually three divisions and that third division would be the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So you have old Testament then goes right into new Testament with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all the way through to, well, you know, just to acts basically. And then the body of Christ starts with Romans through Philemon. That's a different division. That's the body of Christ. And then with Philemon, you start Hebrews. Hebrews through Revelation would pick up again with New Testament. So you've kind of got this body of Christ sitting right between or right in the middle of this New Testament doctrine. So um, I'd love to hear people, what people think about that, because when I first started studying grace doctrine with you, and I promise I'll get us back to where we were with Eric and being yoked and all that, <laughs> um, this is how the ADHD brain will, will pull circle back. But I, when I started learning about this, what I loved is one of the things that stuck out the most to me to help me understand when I was getting so flustered with reading the Bible and things weren't making sense was you were like, let's look at this thing of different covenants with God. Like Moses had a covenant. Abraham had a covenant. Noah had a covenant. Those aren't the same. I don't have to build an ark. That's not my covenant. That's Mm -hmm. not my relationship with God, with God. And so I like, even for me, I've even gone down more, like I'm with you. I don't, I say old and new Testament just to help because that's what the thing is. And so I would like, I need to change my language. I, I even see it divided so much more than the three. And you probably do too, a little bit. Cause I'm like, well, this was a time for this. This was the time for this. and. And then ending, you know, after, after Philemon, is that Hebrews Philemon? Is that how it? Yes. So there's, yeah, I would sort of put another division there between Philemon and Hebrews. Hebrews really goes with the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the part that the Israel never really got into the New Testament very far because they rejected their king. How do you have a kingdom when you rejected your king? Yeah. So now God's got to reconcile some of that. Whereas he then stopped, he called out Paul on the road to Damascus, gave Paul some new information, created this whole new creature called the body of Christ has. And that's where our grace doctrine comes in. It's very equal, very different from what he was doing in a sense with Israel, but he made specific promises to Israel that he's going to fulfill. They will get their king and their kingdom. It's just not going to be until after this grace period body of Christ time is done. Yeah. And that's so cool to study it that way. Other people come up with different ways to make that work. Um, This is just one way that I've studied. I feel like it makes more sense to me um well, I'm persuaded 
Right. So I don't, I don't know all those specific details in the end, what that's exactly going to look like for revelation. I know that the, um, Israel is going to go through their tribulation. Um, some people, I believe they think that it, they've already gone through that. It's already done. We're already living in a millennial kingdom. Mm. There's just too many things going on right now that if it's a millennial kingdom, we don't really have a king. I think Jesus is really going to rule as king. So that doesn't really make sense to me. There's still a lot of evil going on. Christ isn't really judging. I mean, you can maybe sort of make it work, but to me, that doesn't, it doesn't really work. Um, so I believe yeah. that and this body of Christ being separate or divided from Israel kind of makes more sense, makes things work a little better today for what's really happening, makes things make a little more sense. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And in studying, it just makes it <clears throat> a lot easier. And especially knowing then towards the end of the Bible, that's for, you know, people left behind. I mean, you can get so deep into this, but um, yeah. so going back to finding yoked. Yeah. Where is that? Did you say in second Corinthians six fourteen, And um, so basically Paul wrote the book of Corinthians to the people at Corinth who were very immature baby Christians. They, they understood their freedom in Christ. They really, um, they were celebrating their freedom in Christ, maybe a little too much. They were just kind of like, woohoo, we're free. Let's go do whatever we want. And so he was kind of like, okay, yes, you can, but you're hurting people. <laughs> you're not being very nice. Like you're just out for yourself. You're doing whatever you think is good for you while, you know, you absolutely can do that, but it's going to create a lot more consequences. And so I think when he's saying, don't be, um, unequally yoked with the unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. I think he's just saying there that you're going to have a lot more consequences. So think about your belief system. So if you're a believer, what do you believe in? First of all, you really need to know what exactly you believe in, right? This person that you're getting in a relationship with what do they believe in? Yeah. What are so, your purposes? Right. What do you, because it's going to be really hard to have a trusting relationship with someone that is in a completely different mindset. You may be in love right now and everything's rosy and peaches, but eventually you're going to play out your belief system. Like you, you're going to do the things that you really think are true and you guys might start to really um, have a lot of um, controversy or you guys might have a lot of conflict because I of that. Saw that with Ethel Red and Ethel Fled. Right. They were both same religion. But they did not have the same belief system. So yeah. then you have Eric, who is this heathen, who you would think you know, if he's not a Christian, she is a Christian, they're unequally yoked. Well, no, their actual belief system was a lot more congruent than her and Ethel read. Yeah. So you really got to think about that just because someone says they're a Christian. Well, what do they really believe in? I, I, I mean, what, what do they really think is true? And 
because that's going to drive your actions and that's going to be the way you live your life. Maybe it's really not, maybe you're really not on the same page as each other. And that's just going to be difficult. I'm not saying you can't make it work, right? but it just might be difficult. Cause I'll see, I'll see relationships of two Christians that not, not doing so great. And then people who are not the same religion, but they have a center that is very similar. They're, they're wanting to help people. They have, um, they have a lot of, you know, and it's not like, oh, we have a lot in common. Like, oh, we both like going out to eat or we both like this. It's more of that, that deeper purpose purpose of like, what am I doing here? What is it? You know, how do I care for humanity and be in my community and love? And then, you know, also I'm an open person who accepts the differences of my mate, partner, whatever you want to call it. So I find, yeah, I find it. I love it that you could, it was just such a lovely love story and gosh, darn it. It didn't get to do anything with it. They'd probably be like, well, sunset and now we're done with the show (laughs) a lot of times too with uh marriage relationships or um partner relationships there's a lot of talk about how you can get along better if you know how to um absolve conflict with each other like Mm -hmm. you need to know how to resolve conflict and so that's a huge part of it if you may not have the same belief systems, but if you know how to argue well, yeah, <laughs> or, and also know, be accepting, yeah, be accepting, meet in the middle, or going, okay, we can disagree, we can agree to disagree, and literally agree to disagree, not just go right. Um, so I think that's I love, I love that comparison. I think, um, I think it was interesting. I really liked the whole dynamic with Ada and um, Aleswith and Alfred, because as parents, your child is going, I mean, how would she even, Aleswith even says that you're a father first, you were a father first. And that would be one of the hardest things because, I mean, there's truth in what Ada is saying because of the greater good. And if you want to go with that or whatever, you know, but so how mm-hmm. does Alfred, when he goes in that room and does that prayer or, you know, goes to the chapel and pray, like, how is he, you know, cause there's a part of him that's going, I have to save my daughter. Um, right. and then I'm going to do everything. And, and, oh, and that led me to think about this. Okay. Let's, let's bring this to modern day. Alfred and Aylesworth have, they're living in this time. They obviously have a lot of power. They have a lot of money. So they can put a lot of resources towards finding Ethel Flood. And you may have another family. So say one of those workers that they saw at the beginning, their kid is missing. Mm -hmm. They don't have as many resources to throw at that. That happens so much in probably throughout time that now he gets to, because he's God's Mm -hmm. king, he gets to command all these people to help him. So why does, why is she, you know, Otta's kind of going, you know, almost like, why is she more important than all these other people that you're going to mow down and take their money and do this for the, for the good of Wessex, because we can't have Wessex looking, you know, weak because then people will take us over and you go, oh no, you're, you have money and power. That's why you can do this because if it were having to somebody else they wouldn't get to go find their kid like that. They'd be trying to get, you know, that happens together. 
a lot even today that if yeah. you have money and the resources to you know anything um you're you're going to be able to do a lot more i think that makes religion you know i think that's where people can why it's hard to believe in god for a lot of people cuz they'll go cuz i hear that all the time if he's real then or she however you want if god is real i'm going to take the pronouns off then how is all this bad stuff happening? You know, how do they, how do you reconcile that? And that gets to, yeah, that's a big, huge part of it. That goes back to why we make the divisions that we make in the Bible, because the, the God that most churches teach Mm -hmm. is a God that does do things for people. And he is, you know, doing things he's doing blessings. He's doing blessings. And so if you believe that, then why is it not equal? Why is it not equal for everyone? Right. Then you have to get into, okay, you know, like Alfred and Aylesworth, they pray. That's a great question right there, Sarah, though, for people to just take a minute. And then maybe after this podcast, take that. Why? What did you say? Why is it not equal? Why is it not equal? Why Why is it not equal? equal? Why does God not do if you claim that God got you that car or God got you that job, that life, saved you that, from a wreck, whatever, saved a wreck, saved you from cancer. Okay. Why does he not do that for everyone equally? And I think what we, we've said this in episodes, the two ants, two of the ones that come right to my mind that people say are, um, there's a greater purpose for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's and, weak, but Yeah. Yeah, there's a greater purpose because we're going to learn lessons. We're going to do this. And then what would be the um, uh, God's ways or not? You know, we can't understand God's ways and all this. And right. Which is interesting because then I always go to. So people just say that because they don't know how to reconcile it. It's God's will. It's God's will. And we can't. And I don't know. Maybe do people think this like that we can't know God's will? that we can't, or can we know it? Because there was a verse that really caught my attention one day in Ephesians. It says, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So that tells me I can know God's will. So it doesn't have, it's not a mystery. It's not a mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then another verse that changed my whole way of thinking also was in um, Timothy. Oh, I got to get the exact verse here so that I I'll don't. entertain everybody while you're doing it. Um, first Timothy two <laughs> four tells us what exactly God's will is. God's will is for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That's equal. We can all have that equally. We can all do that and we can all have that. So to me, that's what God's will is. And then beyond that, it's just choices and consequences. God's not doing those things. And it's just, it's just what happens because we're conditioned world though. So what's good for me might not be good for you. What's good for you might not be good for me. We may come up with something that's good for both of us. We may come up with something that's bad for both of us. So it's just choices and consequences. So, you know, and it can be just that we don't have 
God is still great without acknowledging that. Right. Just because we say he didn't cure your cancer doesn't mean he's a weak God. Right. There's a bigger picture. (laughs) There is. And so he's not, he's not doing that for you. If he's not going to do it for someone else equally, then he's not doing it for you or he's not not doing that for you because he's not, not doing it. For <laughs> I mean, I yeah. he, it just made more sense. It made it more equal, made it more palatable to, yeah. to view it in that way, to, to divide it into another grace body of Christ that is totally different from Israel so that we don't take their curses and blessings. That is theirs. They're going to have that in the end again, to completely deal with we're different creature. We've been separated, but within that body of Christ, there is no, um, hierarchy. Everyone's equal. There is no more these special Israelite Jewish people. Um, but the ones that God did separate like that, they're just on hold for right now. That's, that's something he's going to do again in the end. And so, but it's not happening right now. Yeah. I still always laugh when I think about people that come in and aren't Christians. And if they could, if they're just listening to us talk, sometimes it just goes like, what are you talking about? Is this a cult? Is this like, I mean, you know, it's what we're persuaded. And I think it's funny to just go effective. Yeah. How many different ideas there are out there and how many thoughts and how many, you know, and everybody's minds the right way and oh that's crazy it's just Um, something to think about for people who who want to believe in a god and maybe don't like the regular canned answers yeah maybe this is something that you could um maybe this will help you it may not be for everyone I don't know I mean and there's things that we don't understand and we would like to know people's feedback so that we can learn more too. I mean, there's plenty more to learn. So we want to, we want to, you know, sharpen what we believe, make it better. Yeah. Like give the tough, give Sarah the tough questions. I'll cheer (laughs) her on. (laughs) Or let's figure it out together. I know. Yeah. Like we just did. We just like this. So let's think we just really did sort of a little bit of a Bible study right now, because I asked a question and we sort of dove in and there's probably even more to it, you know, cause more questions are coming up in my head, but I'm, I know we're trying to keep it short. So we're not going to go there with it. Um, did you, um, I was trying to, I'm looking at my notes here to see if there's anything that, um, you thought might also, cause mine was just more about, you know, like I said, what are you going to do for love? What are you giving up in your, you know, and, and how they all did that and how they were all, and then like, how do I, what do I manipulate and what do I do in life? Um, that's similar. You know, I've tried to, whenever we're doing these episodes, I try and go, okay, how am I like this? Or what do I do for love that may be manipulating or maybe, um, you know, I'm pretty lucky in a lot of ways. I, you know, feel like I have a lot of resources that I can call upon when I need, and I can carry a lot of guilt with that, that I have a lot of guilt in feeling like, you know, that's not fair. And I think that's why I can't look at God in that way. 
Um, because I'll go, if God was like that, then everybody would have all the resources I have. Um, so I have to look at lineage and think about, okay, these choices were made before I was even here in my family. You know, I think about, we talk about you guys, if we get to Outlander, we have a little connection to that show. That's pretty darn cool. I'll have to talk about that. But I think about that one woman in our lineage that survived a big, huge, you know, she was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think about that, that little thing spun off something else, a consequence to that, where, you know, who knows what that did and, and, and how we've had throughout our lives, you know, privileges, um, because of others ahead of us of the choices they made. So we're suffering and we might be suffering other consequences that we don't know that maybe aren't so good, you know, and you can get pretty deep into that. So I think that's the other thing we forget about is like, everything is cumulative from, it's cumulative from, from wherever we started, which is great. Right. That's big. It's just so interesting to really think about history and to think about, you know, all the things that we've just our lineage, our heritage, our culture, yeah. all yeah. the, all why we are and in, in the place that we are and, and how that all happened. And yeah, I think it's a good time for people to just be very mindful of what they love, who they love, why Why? they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And I think it's one time you said, well, you've talked about this a lot and I like it. This may be a good place to end is the fact that sometimes what we think we're doing out of love that is good is going to have a consequence that's going to be negatively affecting somebody else when we're trying to manipulate them maybe into something Mm -hmm. that's not so good for them. And that's the part of what we believe grace is right now. Allowing is going, can you get to that place where you're going, okay, it's a different kind of love. This isn't something that I want, but I know it's better for that person because we're in community and we need to take care of each other. And that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Right. But then again, don't sacrifice yourself all the time for someone else. Yeah, so you, you got to that too. It's, it's a balance. Um, and it, that balance creates that connection with people in that community. So, you know, we just really need to be mindful of other people and ourselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a balance. So who's saying grace in this episode? Ethel Flood and Eric? Yes. I think I mean, probably, I would probably say, punk. yeah, because we love him. Sweet baby monk. Sweet baby monk. He was like, that poor guy. He was like, I'm ready, man. Put me in. He's like, and then he was like, Jogi. That's so morbid. It's like the part where he's like killing him and he can't kill him. So he's like half dead. And Utrin's like, you got to finish this, man. Don't wet your sword or whatever. He's oh, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. But the idea behind it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, your, your girl Hild. She's oh, yeah. Like, went in and went at it. Warrior style. Teach yeah. Her too. Again, the conflict in her own mind and heart of warrior versus none is huge. 
Yeah. What's monk, maybe monk's purpose in there? Yeah. Both. Yeah. Warrior versus monk. Huge. There's a lot of those. Like yeah. Father Pierling, her, like maybe you'd be fighting for Jesus, but you got to get yourself on the battlefield too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that's a big deal, think, and that's what grace allows us to do is yeah. to create that balance and to try to figure out the balance. What what does that look like for you? Yeah. So tell us who you think is saying grace in this one, or questions of all that stuff. We went, we we got some church so, today. Listen, you know, share the podcast and um, you know, send us your messages, your questions. Um, and again, it is on Instagram at who dot is dot saying dot grace. <laughs> okay. <reach> Peace. <laughs> Love.